FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Kristen Marklis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service Company. Today, I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, Steve Kupsch, Director of Transportation Operations, and Seth Jakowski, Fleet Operations Manager, both with Growmark. Steve, we'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you started in the Growmark system, and your path to your role today? Yeah, thanks for having us, first of all, Tony and Krista. We're happy to be here. And I started with Growmark about 10 years ago, um, and I started really overseeing our shop operations, which were in uh, Tremont, Illinois, uh, South Roxana, and Des Moines. Um, and now uh, I'm responsible for our Manitou Transit operation, five shop mm-hmm. locations, and our third-party dispatch operation that's based in Bloomington. And uh, prior to that, I was uh, a president of a small family-owned business in, in Bloomington, Illinois, and I've been there for about 15 years. Uh, so my whole ex- my lifetime experience has been in transportation. Uh, for over 40 years, and uh, I'll tell you the best job I've had has been here at Gromer. Okay, thanks. Uh, Seth, same question, a little bit about your background and how you started in the Gromark system. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us again. Um, so prior to Gromark, I, I guess I'd start off by saying I, I don't necessarily come from a background of ag. Um, I, I, similar to Steve, I kind of have spent my, my whole career here um, in, tra- in the transportation space. So the last six and a half, almost coming up on seven years, has been with Cromark uh, in our transportation dispatch operations here in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, prior to that, I was in, I worked for a, a national a national common carrier, um, an LTL carrier in, in Rockford, Illinois. So I, I kind of found myself uh, coming heading south and, and uh, working here in Bloomington. Um, started off initially as a what we call a transportation analyst, which has a, a very close uh, daily connection with our customers, our, our member companies, and then uh, as well as, you know, having the, the responsibility of dispatching the loads and making sure that they're, that they're delivered on time. For the last five years, I've been in my current role of fleet operations manager, uh, which spends a lot of time out in the field with our, with our member companies, um, getting to know their business and, and, and planning planning with them for the coming seasons, as well as uh, kind of acting as the liaison um, with our with our contracted carriers that that we do business with on a daily basis. So it's been kind of echoing Steve. Uh, really happy that I that I found Grillmark. It's been a great great uh, great experience so far. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, today we are going to talk about transportation. So we would like to talk, start off talking about the Growmark Transportation Network and how far of a reach it has. Well, we've got uh, we've got trucks uh, really spotted all over the Midwest, and, and that's our our focus, really our core area: Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, and our our focus is really delivering fuel, LP, and ammonia in an incident-free fashion. Um, Every day, and and so you know, right now there's there's not a lot going on. We have some fuel activity, a little bit LP. It's been a, a mild start to uh, winter, um, so 
so we're not uh, super busy. But come springtime or even fall, you know, we'll deliver 800 loads or more of ammonia on a per day basis, in addition to uh, fuel and uh, NLP. So uh, we've got a decent sized footprint. We've now expanded into the southern states uh, network, and, and so we have some responsibilities there in providing service for LP and fuel. And, uh, as well as some dry cargo products that, uh, that move out of our warehouse network. I was, I was just going to add on to Steve's point. Uh, we, we really range from, uh, a lot of who we do business with, we would, we would call mom and pop carriers. So, so carriers with maybe five to ten trucks are a little bit larger than that, possibly. So, and then we also, you know, we work with, you know, national carriers like, like the XPO logistics of the world. So it's, it's, it's a it's a wide range of who we're dealing with on a day day to day basis, and then you know Steve had mentioned a little bit about Manitou Transit, that that's an in house carrier that that Gromark actually owns. Um, so you know they're a big part of our network as well, and and they give us the ability to have a little bit more control over our business, um, and and the ability to kind of um, move to where the assets are needed. In addition to that, Gromark also owns approximately 300 pressure vessels. Um, that allow us to to really meet the peak demands, particularly for propane, um, if, if there's a big spike in the winter, or for anhydrous ammonia in the spring and fall when when things really get get moving. So we're we're really able to handle everything from things on a van trailer, a dump trailer, a flatbed, or you know pressure vessel. So we we like to think we can handle it all. Guys, over the, over the last couple of years, uh, you know we've you know. Obviously, with agriculture being the main main part of our uh, of our business, your business, there you know it's it, there's an extreme amount of seasonality that goes along with it. Uh, so this next question, it's okay, you know, and it is okay to brag brag on yourself on the FS Uncovered podcast. Uh, what what are some kind of what are some give, give us some records, give us some give us some peak days, uh, some volumes that uh, just pure loads. It, it could be by product or just overall as a whole of, of what, what you guys done, what, what's been done over the last few years? Yeah, I, I can tell you this past uh, spring, Tony, we had a, a nice ammonia run. Um, it all happened within two weeks, but um, you know, we had three different days in the same week that we did over 800 loads per day of ammonia. And again, that's in generally in Illinois, Iowa, and a little bit of southern Wisconsin. Um, and then in addition to that, right, uh, uh, lots of diesel fuel being used and applying ammonia. So we had big uh, fuel counts. Um, so I think our biggest day this past spring was 1,110 loads. And, uh, and, and that may not sound like a lot, but that takes a lot of coordination to make sure that we get it to our FS customers and they're able to get it to uh, to the farm gate. So uh, that, that we sound, do a lot of planning. I'll say that that sounds like an awful lot of loads, uh, Steve, for, yeah. for, 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 <laughs> for a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're sweating that week. Again, we use a, a lot of different carriers. Uh, Seth and our fleet operations managers did a great job bringing carriers in for that month uh, from outside the Midwest. So we used a handful of carriers from uh, the south and the southeast that uh, they literally come in, work for two weeks, and go back home uh, in order to uh, support the uh, for 
part ammonia uh, activity. And generally, our fuel business, that's really our everyday rateable business that we have. And, and uh, uh, the, the team did, a, did a, a good job. But that's the challenge today with all that's going on in transportation with truck driver shortage is making sure that you've got enough capacity every day to uh, to serve uh, serve our FS customers. You know, I would just add on to that to make that even more not to not to brag like you said, Tony, but to make it even more of a bigger accomplishment. We did all all that through the you know when COVID was first starting, um, and, and things were kind of in a panic. We were all working from home, and to be able to coordinate that 800 to 1,000 loads on a given day, the amount of coordination and across not just our transportation group, but across the product divisions that we were supporting and the members that are, are needing the product, everything that went into that, if, you know, looking back on those days that we had, uh, it really is something to hang your hat on and, and quite an accomplishment. So a, a little bit of a break for our group there. Absolutely. And as, a, you know, as being on the, the other side of, of that on the transportation, you know, as MM service company, if we use last spring as an example, uh, you know, between ammonia, liquid fuel, uh, all hitting at the same time. Um, yeah, just, you know, like you said, tremendous effort, uh, job done by your, your people and staff, uh, all while a uh, pandemic is going on. Um, uh, you guys both admit, you know, talked about kind of in the intro, uh, a little bit about, you, you mentioned a little bit about dispatch, the fleets. <clears throat> Talk about, you know, the, the process. You know, you, you, we, not, it, you know the, there's an everyday cycle and then you've got your, your, your peak times, peak seasons. You know, you got, you know, last, the fall of 19 was, a, was an extreme in the propane uh, delivery as far as the, the volumes and the, and the wait times and the lines. Uh, talk about that process from, from how it starts at the customer to, you mentioned your dispatch department, uh, to the carrier, to the driver, uh, how that process works, how it flows, technologies you guys have in place in order to streamline all of that and, and, and make it so that you're able to achieve, uh, the amount of loads in a, in a given, you know, in a given time, in a given day, and maximize those efficiencies. Seth, you want to run with that one? Sure, I can take that one. So, so typically our, our orders come in. We have a customer-facing portal that we call eSupply, um, which, which I know you're, you're very familiar with, Tony. That that's the place where kind of a lot of our orders start, where our members and customers will go on and place their orders there. Once they place it there, that it, it's pretty pretty dynamic and flows flows quickly to to our dispatch system, which. Uh, we've transitioned to a new system called SAP recently, and specifically within SAP, we have a what we call TM, which would be our transportation management um, tool that we use. So the orders flow into that 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 kind of area, and from there, um, the orders are kind of tendered out to our carriers. Um, for the most part, that process is is automated. So automated, so it comes in and goes out right to the carriers, and they have the ability to accept or reject loads whether that's on their phone or, or via email or on, on our carrier portal that we have. So there's multiple ways that they can do it on the fly as well. Um, and from there, after they, for example, after they accept, accept the load, a load sheet 
will be created within the system and will be automatically sent off to the carrier, which that load sheet will tell them all the pertinent information, you know, where the load's going, what, what, what the product is, what terminal it's coming from, when does it need to be there, um, all of those things kind of, as you can see, that whole process is pretty automated um, from, from order to, to, to carrier. And then from there, the carrier um, has the instruction to, to go and, and pick up the load from the terminal. Uh, we do we do request that our carriers report their bill of lading information after they depart from the terminal, and that that would have, that from that point um, that would allow that information to flow to our billing department, which would then which would then bill the load, and then the load would get delivered to you, to your to your uh, your bulk plant, for example. Um, in the in the recent years, also we've we've been trying to leverage some some pretty cool technologies. That we're pretty excited about and, and are working through currently. So we, we've partnered up with a company called Project 44, which is based out of Chicago. Um, and, and with their systems and technology in place, we're, we're, we're trying to get to real-time tracking to where we're able to basically see that truck rolling down the road and, and, and where it's at in the process. So that's something that, that we're rolling out um, currently. And, and what that really does is it taps into the, the telematics and technology within that truck in order to kind of track it along the way. So that, that's going to help us give visibility here in the near future to, to where, where your loads are at any, at any given moment in, in its journey, journey to you guys. So hopefully that, that, uh, that helps describe that. But we, we like to think that it's pretty automated from, from when you place that order to when it gets delivered. And the journey journey along the way. That's it's quite a lot of uh, investment and effort that goes into something. What you know, I think a lot of people just take for granted. Tony, that's a great point. I think oftentimes you, you know the transportation piece does get taken for granted until something doesn't show up on time. And absolutely, and so when the when when everything when everything goes right, uh, not, nothing 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 gets said. It's only when uh, when something gets wrong, right? It goes wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so this kind of technology allows us to manage the outliers where the dispatchers can focus on the unreported loads. Otherwise, it's really hands-free. And uh, if we have to track a load, again, as Seth said, we can use Project 44 as a vehicle to provide near real-time uh, status or delivery status on, uh, on every load, whether it's fuel, LP, um, or ammonia. So, yeah, we're excited about it. And uh, um, it's only going to get better. Seth, you mentioned a little bit on, at the beginning. You're uh, adding in a little bit of dry cargo uh, into into your job responsibility. Uh, we haven't really yeah. talked a lot a lot about that. Focus has been mainly on more of our transportation in terms of ammonia, propane, liquid fuel. Talk about the grill marks. You know, we we all know like Alpha. Uh, you know. Here regionally, we you know we use Alpha in Nashville, Illinois, and then I know there's some you know, more warehouses coming in line with Gromark's investment in southern states. Uh, talk a little bit about, about your new you know that new new role, and again, like you know, it, it is okay to brag on you know the types of products and the distribution network that Gromark has at the uh, dry cargo level. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I'm excited for for uh, for a new opportunity uh, to to help lead our team 
in in that dry cargo warehousing operation. So over the over the past uh, you know couple of years or in, in the recent months, obviously with southern states, in the past you know we've had we've had Alpha Illinois and Nashville Nashville Illinois as kind of our core um, flagship warehouses. And now with the expansion of southern states, we've got a warehouse in Farmville, North Carolina, as well as one just starting up now in, in Lebanon, K- Kentucky. Um, we've also got one um, uh, that was previously uh, operated by Grillmark FS in York, Pennsylvania, that, that's now coming into Grillmark's responsibility, as well as one in Akron, Akron, Ohio. Um, uh, there's also one in Tilsonburg, Ontario. So as you can see, that that network of distribution centers, warehouses has expanded significantly over the past, uh, I'll tell you, last past couple of years, and, and we look to grow that even more in the next, in the next couple of years as well. So I think, I think the big brag there, I, I guess you could say, is that Growmark has always, you know, we, we can kind of be likened to the expectation that Amazon, Amazon puts out there now of being able to deliver from our warehouses you know, the next day. So if you get your order in with us, you know, we're going to deliver that product to your location within the next business day. And that, and that's kind of the way that the world is, is going. And quite honestly, we've been able to do that for some time now. And, uh, with, with the demands of agriculture and the uncertainties of weather and everything, that really allows us to leverage, leverage what we do to provide that excellent service, um, out to our, out to our end customers. So I, I think it's uh I think it's uh we've got some challenges ahead of us but I think we're we're on the right path of being able to have a great network throughout throughout the whole net geography more or less so exciting stuff coming That's all very cool and I can attest that you know we we kind of you know where we sit we're kind of in between Nashville and Alpha and you know tell me you know the other products but everything from feed to lubricants to, to seed to bag fertilizer to chemicals uh you know that's all moved out yep. on on every truck and at all those warehouses absolutely yep you name it a lot it's a lot of like you said a lot of crop protection chemicals are going out on a daily basis a lot of a lot of seed those are, are two of the big main ones going out but then also we've got you know miscellaneous stuff that's stocked whether that's you know it could be a placard for for a tank, what kind of what, whatever you need, it's a one-stop shop, and we'll get it on the truck and, and get it to your location. So, makes for pretty pretty good customer service. Very cool, Steve. I want to ask you? Uh, you know, the, the transportation industry the last few years, we've seen a lot of changes, and and I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you know, a little bit about driver shortages. What what do you see? You know, we've seen a lot of changes the last few years. Obviously, what do you see? You know, the next five to ten years you know, some things coming down the pipeline that you see are going to happen, change that's going to happen that you're, that has you excited? Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, the driver shortage, I think, is here to stay. I think uh, uh, it's pushing carriers to uh, to make uh, a better work life for drivers. You know, we're working seven days a week in our busy time of year and, and up to 70 hours. So these are hard jobs and, and uh and at times really thankless work. So um, we've got great benefits, great packages at Manitou Transit. Many of our other carriers are doing the same thing. So uh, again, while we see it's hard to hire drivers, we're able to hire drivers. 
uh, in many of our areas because uh, we've got some differences in uh, in compensation and benefits. I think some of the other changes in the days ahead, we'll look at uh, uh, people talk a lot about uh, electric vehicles and autonomous trucks. I think uh, uh, we'll see a little bit of electric vehicle activity in the trucking business, but I, in the next five years, I don't think it's going to be um, anything astounding. Uh, somewhere between three and five percent of the equipment out there may end up being uh, electric vehicles, and then autonomous trucks. People, you know, people say, well, autonomous trucks are going to fix the driver shortage. It's it's not going to happen uh, anytime soon. Uh, we haul ultra hazardous and hazardous material every day, so the whole notion of the truck going uh, down the road delivering uh, a load of ammonia, um, I just I just don't see it. In, uh, in any uh, five to ten year period, but we'll continue. We'll continue to see uh, a lot of changes in, in equipment, telematics in trucks, uh, technology out there. Man- our Manitou trucks um, have uh, electronic logging devices, but we know fuel economy of the truck. We know drivers' habits: uh, are they speeding, hard braking, are they idling too long? And uh, so this allows us to become better as a, as a carrier, help manage our costs. So I think the trucking industry is going to continue to change, uh, but it's going to be a slow process in the next five years, uh, in my uh, in my opinion. But change is coming. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. I'd be hard to imagine a, a driverless truck taking a load of, fuel down, a load of uh, diesel fuel down the road. Yeah. I, I just, I'm with you, Tony. I can't, uh, I can't see it. Um, you, you know, people talk about uh, drones and, and UPS and, and the giants testing some of that. I think that's all good stuff, but I also believe that uh, um, it's a ways down the road before it's any kind of regular activity that uh, that that we'll see. Uh, most of the guys on the phone here are awful young. Um, you know, you may see it in your working lifetime. I don't think I will. So uh, it's uh, a lot of things are tested, but at the end of the day, uh, somebody's going to get a have to get that hose from the tank to the uh, the bulk facility in order to affect that delivery. So you know, it's still pretty labor intensive. Well, thanks, guys, for all the insight on transportation. Like you mentioned earlier, no one thinks about it until it goes wrong. So I appreciate all the yeah. the hard work and time that goes into getting that product from there to here so we can get out to our customers. One last question for you guys, and uh, Steve, we'll just go ahead and start with you. What advice would you give to someone new who may be trying to establish a career in, in your field? Yeah, I- Again, I I think, uh, honestly, I think it's Steve's opinion, but I think all employees that start at Growmark ought to start in transportation. Uh, (laughs) And I I say that uh, um, because we touch as stuff, you know, crop nutrient feed, uh, energy, um, crop nutrients. Um, We're touching all that to get a feel of, A, the velocity of how quickly this product moves and then some of the day-to-day challenges, because as we've talked earlier, uh, our services are taken for granted every day. And uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And I think a lot of people don't uh, don't understand it. 
So I would I would uh, encourage people to uh, you know get into a dispatch operations job. We've got uh, 20 people in our dispatch operations, and we have a fair amount of turnover. And the good news is these people aren't leaving Gromart or the system. They're moving on to other jobs in agronomy, energy, seed, which is great news. So as I, I talk to our folks, uh, we want to make sure that we're hiring all-stars, knowing that they could be in their role for one to five years, but they're going to move on to uh, something better within the Growmark system. And, you know, to me, that's how you build a business. And um, So that's that's my guidance. Now, some of the challenges with that set is our people um, – if we're busy, they're working more than eight hours. Uh, they're working on Saturday. They're working on Sunday. So, Absolutely. Um, our jobs in, in dispatch operations sometimes are viewed as uh, maybe maybe too hard. But I will tell you, you get uh, you get a good feel for what's going on in the organization and in the FS system. So uh, it's uh, I love it, but I don't have any choice. Um, <laughs> no. I- I, I, I agree. I, I can attest to that. I've had many conversations with yourself, Seth, your employees at seemingly all hours of the night. And no matter what day of the week it is, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, we're, you know, we're working, like you said. Yeah. And you guys, you guys get it out, you know, out there in, in the, in the field and, and, uh, with, with M&M service company and, and all the things that you do, it's not an eight hour job and it's not just five days a week. So, Sometimes with the new workforce, um, they uh, they think it, it maybe should be Monday through Friday, eight to five. And I'm not being critical. All I'm saying is yep. transportation is a good vehicle to learn uh, about uh, about the business, and then uh, and then move on to uh, agronomy, energy, or wherever else you want to move into the organization. I think that's good advice. Seth, same question. Yeah, I think I think the biggest advice I would give to someone new is at at the heart of what we do, it's it's trucking, but at the very core, it's still a relationship, uh, still a relationship business. So you know, if if you can come in and and build good relationships with the people that you're working with every day and the customers and members that you're serving every day, your job's going to be be a lot easier. That that's that's the one that sticks out in my head is you know. Get those get the right relationship and, and the rest kind of takes care of itself. So that would be my word words of advice to someone new. That is that is all good stuff, guys. We want to thank you again for for the time you've given us today. Uh, before you, you know, we let you go, though, uh, we are in the midst of springtime. You know, Easter is upon us. We, you walk into the retail and you see aisles and aisles of Easter candy. It, it, it hits you. You can't help it. Give me your, <laughs> each of you, give me your over under, your underrated, overrated uh, Easter candy. I, I was just going to start off with, with uh, I don't know how they're still in business, but peeps, um, I don't know how, how, how they're still around. I don't know. I don't think anyone ever eats them. So that would be definitely overrated because somehow they're still selling them. For me, I, uh, when Easter rolls around, I'm I'm grabbing a lot of Reese's uh, Reese's bunnies and I'm, I'm eating a lot of those. So um, can never go wrong there. So you're now you stay away from the Reese's during the during the uh, the rest of the months, and you just you just go towards the Reese's at Easter time with the bunnies. You have a particular uh, you know just just the unfortunately 
Yeah, unfortunately, my wife she'll she'll buy too much, and then it, it'll stick around the house for a little longer than than I would like. But my hand, if there's a Reese's if there's a Reese's in sight, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be indulging on it. So now you uh, now I'm gonna give you a word of warning, Seth. You might have to watch yourself going down the halls at uh, Bloomington because we uh, we had uh, Becky Hornblower, lubricant manager, uh, yep. on 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 this uh, this podcast and. Her view on peeps is quite the opposite of yours. So, again, you may oh my need, goodness. you may need to watch your back. Uh, I cannot I cannot uh, cannot fathom that how that how, how people can even think that way. I'll have to reach out to her to that. <laughs> Steve, but how about I, you? I'll tell you, I, I peeps. My that's my wife's favorite. <laughs> I I don't oh, know. <laughs> I don't understand it, but uh, that's. In the Cadbury, with 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 your jobs as far as uh, moving dry cargo and transportation, might see you know I, I'm surprised you guys haven't you know you aren't moving that stuff by the uh, by the caseload. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Well, it, it, all my all, it's all stress related. I eat that stuff just because of the stress. <laughs> <laughs> so around, they're, I'm eating them by the handful, Tony, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's all good, good stuff. Well, thank, I appreciate you guys having us. It was nice, uh, for, honestly, for transportation to be included in this. Like I said, sometimes uh, it's taken for granted. And, and I know, Tony, you feel differently about it. I think uh, uh, you appreciate uh, uh, the good work that Seth and Dispatch and the trucking operations do. It's not perfect, but uh, there's some good work being done. Oh, I absolutely agree. And that's, that's why we wanted to have the two of you on. Again, we thank you for your time. And and again, we recognize that there is a tremendous amount of work and effort. And as you guys explained and shared with us today, uh, how much that does go into, you know, when we take for granted, when we fill up at the pull into the gas station and just turn on the pump, we take for granted what goes into uh, getting that product there. So we want to thank, thank you for thank you for that and thank you for your time. Good deal. Thanks for your business, Patty Crystal. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of Eminem Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app.